Welcome to the Girlish Vigor Podcast, where five friends who are beautiful, smart, sad, mad, and occasionally want to punch someone in the face, but we don't because, Jesus, discuss various topics on friendship, motherhood, singleness, postpartum bodies, and much more. If you need any of the links we discuss, check out the show notes at girlishvigor.com. Now, let's start the conversation. Welcome to the Girlish Vigor Podcast. All five of us are here with you today, and we are chatting about when things go wrong, because they do all the time. So, that's what we're chatting about today. Um, and even just talking about, like, how, how do we respond to that? How do we make, how do we make lemonade when have <laughs> <laughs> been given, given lemons? Out of bullshit. <laughs> when you get a pile of crap, can you make me some lemonade? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I don't know what is going on in your day today as you hang out with us or what's going on in your week, but if I had to guess, because you're a human being, something hasn't gone perfectly. Um, maybe it's something big or something small, and all five of us just have had a whole bunch of that happen lately. Um <laughs> So we're like, why don't let's talk about this because I'm sure the listeners can relate. And really, I feel like a lot of this discussion came from the Marco Polos that we were sending each other with our hair like totally frazzled and like just trying to do, you know, talk to each other while babies are screaming and <laughs> like like everybody's in crisis, but we're all just like <laughs> <laughs> wanting to talk still. Like you know what? Maybe we should just talk about when things go wrong. Cause I need. Because <laughs> that's all I have to life. say. Right. I think I Wait. was literally on Marco Polo today, and I was saying something super important, and my daughter started screaming at the top of her like I thought she was being murdered in my backyard. Oh yeah. And I ran out to make sure she was like surviving, and she was mad at my husband just screaming at him That's for not good. giving her everything she wants in the world. I feel like what just happened to me right now is a really good life metaphor. I was having a really hard time hearing you guys and complaining about it and like sad because I couldn't hear. And then I realized my volume was all the way down. Oh my gosh. So, so how can we apply this to life? <laughs> I wonder if sometimes things go wrong and it's just a matter of like, you know, plug in the thing in or like, mm. you know, like sometimes <laughs> anybody track it with me? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, for sure. Anyway, for sure. Sometimes it's not as big as we think it is. That's I totally yes, I get it. So what has been a response that you've seen? Maybe a good one and a bad one. If you have examples of both. <laughs> I have so many examples of bad responses that I've that I've had to when things go wrong. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you have a, an example of a good response and a bad response, like how do we respond when things go wrong? I feel like it depends on the situation for me. I am, for the most part, somebody who rolls with things pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. I, can, I can find the beauty in most situations. However when it comes to like my kid, for example, like if something goes wrong with him and I feel like the situation is going out of my control, I start to absolutely lose my shit. 
because mm-hmm. you know he is uh you know i mean we all know everybody who's a mom gets that yep. um yep. when it comes to my life i'm like whatever everything's fine house can be burning down we're good <laughs> we'll just move in next yep. door you know it's fine mm-hmm. but yep. if something's like going wrong with my kid i'm like you know yeah convulsing on the floor yep. or something <laughs> <laughs> totally I feel like for me um I uh, there's certain situations that are unexpected like I don't expect them to happen or expect them to go a little smoother and I'm able to actually like change my perspective and my attitude um but it takes work um but like today we had a bit of a medical emergency and everything was like just hundreds of dollars more than I expected. Mm. And I was like knowing for sure that my husband was losing his mind about it, even though he wasn't acting like it. <laughs> um, but I just had to say out loud, I was like, we need to be grateful that we have access to medical care. We can afford this, even though pharmaceuticals are complete. I don't know. It's, they're thieves. That's what I want to say. Um, <laughs> I get so mad. But yeah, I'm like, I have got to find the positive in this because if we did not have access, we could be, this would be a much, much bigger issue. Totally. Yep. I feel like motherhood in general has like been a huge rude awakening. Just like my expectations of what I thought my children would be like and the like easiness level. Um, And I remember before I had Oliver when I was pregnant, someone said something to me along the lines of like, when things get hard, just remember like who's the child and who's the adult. Like basically Mm. just because they're acting like a child doesn't mean you can't too. And I feel like my natural instinct when like, my kids are throwing fits or everybody's screaming is for me to just be like, well, we're just not going to do anything fun anymore because like it's not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're never leaving the house. But I have to like continually remind myself like they're doing what they're kind of supposed to be doing. Like they're kids. And for mm. me to throw a fit as well, is not going to help anything. Mm. Totally. Yep. I have a question. I mean, even. Oh, Sorry. Um, let's say that you were like able to keep it together for most of the day. What, what is the thing or just like one thing that comes to the top of your head? What is the one thing that like sends you over the edge? Like I actually can't hold it together right now. Hmm. That's a great question. When my husband doesn't do housework the exact way I think he should. (laughs) I'm like I'm sorry do you hate me like do you hate me <laughs> Libby we're so different <laughs> I can't yeah it's it's really especially now because I'm supposed to be like taking it easy at the end of pregnancy and I'm just like watching things not go the way I want them to go and he's like super aware of it he's like I'm just not as good at these things as you are and I don't know what to do about it (laughs) you guys okay this is very specific do you ever accidentally push lettuce to the back of the fridge 
and it freezes and is ruined. Always. This has been the marital dispute of the summer (laughs) for us. And I like will like point out be like, hey, um, I just want to make sure you still understand that we can't do this. (laughs) I love the way you said that. Why don't we just throw it all away? I love the slow progression. I just want to make sure that you understand that you can't do this. And he's, like, how real is that? That we we will sometimes like attempt a loving tone, yeah. and by the end of the sentence, it's like out the window. And he's like oh, so man. kind and has such good intentions, and I'm a monster. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So that's the thing that goes wrong. Let us freeze. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> totally. I think that I do better if I preventatively, like, uh, if I prep myself for things to go wrong. So, like, for example, our wedding day. I told myself over and over again I think I even told my bridesmaids like if you trip walking down the aisle that's great because the point is I'm still leaving with the man of my dreams so it is all good so like my expectations were just not super high and it was like yeah things are gonna go wrong I mean it's fine if I wouldn't have done that and like a flower was out of place I probably would have lost my mind so it's like, if I'm not prepping myself for things to go wrong and having realistic yeah. expectations. Um, so so I guess to answer the response question is like, mm-hmm. it's more of a preventative thing than a reactive thing. And when I'm not preventative, I, in a fit of rage, might, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> throw the entire... Oh, all of the things that are in my laundry room out into the snow in a fit of rage in my, I think I was wearing pajamas. Not that this actually happened or anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of things were not going my way. Like, you know how things just build up like in one week, 12 things go wrong and then you just explode. And so I'm like chucking everything out of our laundry room, like boxes and clothes and baskets and like skateboards and I don't even know why we had a skateboard in there and then I and then I proceed to run outside and start punching the things that I threw outside so I'm just like this crazy woman in the snow anyway that's an extreme case I'm, I don't do that every time wait Jelly I didn't know you ran outside and punched them. I did I ran outside and started punching all of the things that I threw out there like a crazy person oh man it makes me love you so much more. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think I was texting you right after, like, um, this yeah. just happened. I need to confess it. And my husband left. He said that we're not communicating like a team and we're going to try this again later. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so mature. I know. Yeah. He really my husband is. would be like, what the literal f- is wrong with you? <laughs> you <just let> go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the best part is when like you're frustrated by every little thing like you try to keep your cool all day long 
when you're home with your children and then your husband says something very normal <laughs> and you explode uh-huh. and you're, he's just like what just yeah. happened totally yep so healthy Dude, I think what pushes me over the edge is when well especially after I just like gave birth to my twins and it's like a few months out and I'm breastfeeding and pumping I feel awful everything sucks <laughs> God, it sucks <laughs> and like I'm just so whooped and Ben gets to go and like work his butt off don't get me don't get me wrong he's working hard but, you know, he gets to go do his thing mm-hmm. and be away from the kids and play ping pong on breaks with the guys and go get ice cream and mm-hmm. <laughs> do all the fun things. <laughs> and then it's just a really hard day. Yeah. And then he comes home and it's really late and he sees how exhausted I am. And he has the audacity <laughs> to ask me for sexual favors. <laughs> uh. That's usually what throws me over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that's would, a thing. That would get me, too. That would get me, too. My mind immediately goes to, like, relationship things. So I'm even thinking, like, say I have some friends over for, I don't know, dinner or something. And one person in the room is uh, kind of, like... I don't know how to describe it. Just kind of like negative or kind of life sucking Mm -hmm. from other people. I am so aware of the different energies in the room that I feel like I have to balance it out somehow. Like if there's some person that's extreme negative, I don't know my mind. I can't even be present in the situation, like in the conversation because I'm so focused on like balancing out those energies mm-hmm. and so that like uh, it like ruins my day when stuff like that happens because I can't like turn it off ever yeah I have to pay attention to it and it's really frustrating <laughs> someone just cracked open a can of whoop ass oh gosh that's Mikey <laughs> whoop ass I love it so um <laughs> I hear a dog. Gosh, you guys, I'm going to mute myself. (laughs) It was just like... (laughs) I just told them to take Roby somewhere else. They're not even in the same room as me. Are you serious? And you could hear the do- the panting that up close. Yeah, she's she's not a she's not a very active dog. So she just went for a walk. She's stressed. So I do feel like one encouraging thing is I don't know. I've always seen this like when things go wrong. Not always. Sometimes I notice this pattern. Sometimes when things go wrong, every now and then they end up working out for the better like I'm like oh wow I'm glad that that didn't work out the way I was wanting to because now like this is actually better um and that that's probably for like bigger things in life not necessarily like dropping all of the dinner on the floor that I don't know how that can go well unless you like order pizza or something (laughs) um but I mean even like thinking about a movie no good movie or no good story is without a plot twist of some sort. Mm-hmm. And typically the plot twist is something going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. I feel like that's encouraging to me that the bigger things in life that feel like um, they're going wrong, whether it's in my marriage or in my friendships or in like even the things that we've we've had to work through as friends, I feel like we it made our friendships better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm like thinking through the positives to when things go wrong or like, yeah, like you said, Sarah, how, how we see the beauty in the, in the poop. <laughs> Can I say a preventative thing that it helps me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I am the definition of hangry. Like, mm. if I have not eaten, I become, like, a hulk. Um, and so I think I often don't value food because I just get busy with my day. But I am realizing more and more recently that eating, like, sets me up for success. And almost always, if I'm having a bad day, I can tie it back to the fact that I haven't eaten <laughs> Um, Or at least, like, it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen, but they feel, like, ginormous, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So even just, like, keeping a Lara bar in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, figuring out what do I need for, like, optimal, uh, what's the word? Not efficiency, but, like optimal processing like in order for me to take in what's happening in my day and take it in well I have to have food in my stomach and I have to like wake up five minutes before my daughter does so that I'm not just like playing catch-up the whole day um so thinking through like yeah how do I take in my day can I share something yeah yes so you know how I shared before that I uh, work in an uh, outpatient setting as a counselor. And so we're reading some books, some, you know, good literature. And there's actually one book that we're reading right now about how to write your life like a better story. And um, part of why I thought this topic would be so interesting is because I've been thinking a lot as I'm reading this book, but also just kind of as we're doing this podcast too, that the things that go wrong end up being the things that give us an opportunity for change. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like that because it, it is a more positive way to look at it. Um, I have a quote here from this book that we're reading. It's A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller, if anybody wants to look it up at any time. Um, So he's talking about, like, how to make a movie uh, of his life. And he says, the same elements that make a movie meaningful are the ones that make a life meaningful. I knew a character had to face his greatest fears. That's the stuff of a good story. And then skipping Mm -hmm. down, it says, and once you know what it takes to live a better story, 
you don't have a choice. Not living a better story would be like deciding to die. Mm. And I love that because when I think about those words specifically, I think about deciding to die like I'm just laying down and choosing not to change as the hard things come up. Um, and I, th yeah, I mean, I guess wanting to open up that conversation, like what do you guys think about um, like how your life would change, how you might be able to change if we started to view these hard things as like opportunities. Yeah. Well, I feel like so much of American culture is the idea that like life is supposed to be easy and convenient and comfortable. And um, I feel like the people I look up to the most are the people that say like, no, that's BS. I believe none of that. Um, I feel like that has a lot to do with it of like, if you're not willing to deal with, and not just deal with, but like embrace the hard things, then you can't handle anything that life throws at you. Yeah. Libby, I feel like your family is like poster child for everything you just said. Like the good, the good parts, <laughs> like the parts about like embracing the hard things. You know what I mean? Like how you guys teach your kids so much about like working hard and um, not, not staying comfortable all the time and how that's not really something you even strive for you know? Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I feel like, um, I can't even imagine how different it would, my life would be if I married someone differently, someone di different because, um, that's just so much of who Mikey is, but like, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like some of the women I look up to the most and a couple that, um, Mikey and I both admire a lot. Like they are just all about, like we, we do hard things. We try hard things and it, might not go well, but that doesn't mean we don't do it. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't want my kids to think that, like, life is created for them to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Like, life is not just about waiting for vacations to happen. Um, and, like, I don't know. I could get all biblical, but I'm not, I won't. Um, but, like, God's, like, real clear about the importance of work. And so I'm thankful to have a husband um who values that and makes it like a positive thing not something to just endure because you like we could be very happy people if we didn't look at our five days a week or six days a week of work as a bad yeah. thing <laughs> yeah uh -huh. mm -hmm. yep. and I think you could literally have your dream job and still be unhappy if you haven't found a way to make like the everyday parts of life. Yes. If you haven't found a way to find the joy in Absolutely. everyday parts of life. Because everything, even a dream job, will eventually lose its uh luster, its, you know, novelty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel um, like you have to be able to enjoy yes. the mundane and also go with the flow and roll with the punches. And um if you're not willing to do that, then it's pretty miserable. I even wonder if like, not obviously not in all scenarios, but I think about how, I don't know, for the last mm, maybe four or five years, not a whole lot has gone super wrong in my life. Um, sure, there's been like tricky moments to navigate through in marriage and family dynamics and yada, 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 but nothing was really like challenging me 
And it's because I was living life on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Now, like, I feel like I'm actually in the game and things often go wrong. Like even whether it's podcast technical difficulties or, um, you know, I'm going to a writer's conference this weekend and, and find out last minute that what the publishers are looking for is totally different than what I've prepared. So it's like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> gotta try something else. Um, and so I wonder if sometimes, again, not in all contexts, but sometimes things going wrong is actually a sign that we're trying things and we're in the game and we're not just living life on the sidelines. Um, that we're willing to try hard things and put ourselves out there. Yeah. I don't know. I love that. And I think that can be as small scale as like, uh, I don't know, I messed up this new recipe that I just like, wanted to try and it turned out terrible, but at least I freaking tried it, you know, or something as big yeah. as like, you know, I went for this interview and bombed it, but at least I had the balls to try, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. When I was younger, my dad made me um, interview at a number of places that I very much did not want to work. Um, but he was like, I just, I want you to go through uncomfortable interviews and to not do well. Like, I want you to see how that feels so you can learn from it and then you're going to do better in the next one. Um, and then it also like eased the pressure because if you like aren't super wanting something, but you're just willing to try is what I'm saying. I love um, Rachel Hollis's quote in her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. She says, if you're unhappy, that's on you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that applies to like so many different parts of life. But just like the fact is, is, is like life is a lot of unexpected. It's a lot of hard. It's a lot of boring. Um, so like you have to choose how to respond and how to live in those moments. Cause those are the majority of the moments, not like, at least that's how I feel. Maybe I'm negative, but um, if I don't feel like life is rainbows and butterflies and fun all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, totally. I think even the people who you think have like some picture perfect life and have it all together, they probably have had a ton go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, they just have responded to it in a in a um not positive but in a forward moving way um yeah and actually sarah when I, when we were talking about doing this as a topic i thought of you and your tattoo um yeah your forward never straight tattoo i actually thought of that and how i feel like I mean, I, I know we've talked about it. I don't remember exactly, like, what it means to you, but I feel like we can apply it to this in the idea that, like, things go wrong, but it doesn't have to mean we're mm -hmm. taking steps backward. Yeah. Like, things go wrong, and we can still yeah. have forward motion. Yeah, shout out um, to my dad, because it's from him, and that's something that he... It's actually the title of his book that he wants to write, which is, like... <laughs> cool. Um, and kind of centered on his life. But yeah, that's the gist is that um, life is about forward motion and you're still going to be moving forward, even if you stumble, you know, and fall in different directions. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm self-reflecting through all this. Yeah, I actually am too. I'm actually like sad over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, why? I mean, can you share a little bit why you're feeling sad? If, if you don't, it's totally fine. I don't know what you're thinking or what you and. That's right. Yeah, no, I think I just like, as I love, love, love my family. But it's interesting because I had a really great, comfortable life growing up. And um, I feel like a good analogy would be like my dad laid pillows wherever I walked, you know. Mm-hmm. So like um, I lived a very comfortable life, very provided for, um, always had help with everything. and. Um, it's just interesting because it's wonderful and it's blessed and thankful that I feel from them. I also feel frustrated because I am an adult that feel like, that feels like I never had the opportunity or what am I trying to say? I never had to like do hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that probably makes you want to punch me in the face right now. No, um, I totally get it. Snooty Brad or something, but I don't know. Like I never like every all these concepts you guys are talking about. I'm like, oh wow, that's yeah. Like wow, my path is very straight, um, and I'm I was kind of carried through it. So yeah. I was just gonna say, I feel like I grew up um, with two very different parenting approaches when it comes to this stuff. So my dad was very much like big picture, always wanting to encourage me out of my comfort zone and. Um, you know, teach me these big life lessons. And um, my mom was also, you know, super profound and would always want to teach life lessons. But she definitely really struggled to see me struggle. So even even in small things, like if I wanted to quit a sport, I would go to my mom because I knew that she would let me. Mm. Whereas, Whereas if I wanted to quit something, if I went to my dad, he would say, you need to finish the season. Um, and so it was two very different approaches. And I like, it's so interesting because when I got, as I got older, I started appreciating how my dad would push us out of our comfort zone. When I was younger, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sure. But, and it's even interesting, Leslie, because like your parents, like, they were doing it out of love. Like they, like, why would you want to see your child struggle? You know what I mean? Well, they were doing it out of love and they also grew up with nothing. Mm, My mom's parents died when she was like 12 and was raised by her older siblings. And like, so she came out of a family of love, but like she married my dad right away. And he was sort of like her provider from the like get go and from a very young age. And so I don't know. I just, I don't even know what I'm getting at. No, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think your voice right now is really important, Leslie, because you are able to feel that tension of like, you know, knowing the way that you were raised, but also knowing that like, perhaps like there's more for your life out there, you know, and like being able to vocalize that and even maybe raise your daughter differently than you were raised. And I think that's really cool, you know, because a lot of people just get stuck in comfort and they're like, 
this is how I want to be like my whole life because it feels great. And I think it's great that you're not like satisfied with that. Yeah, Wes, I feel like I can relate to you a lot. I feel like Mm -hmm. there's so many people in my life that are like, why are you making it harder? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) Um, And it's just true. They just don't, they just don't get it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely not alone in that. Yeah, the men in my family are very much like, um, this might seem like male chauvinistic, but it's also out of love. So it's kind of just a strange thing. But um, the men in my life are very much like, sit back, relax, sweetheart. Like I got you. Like you don't know. Don't, I don't want you working. Mm -hmm. You relax. You just, yeah, no, it's fine. You can cook the meals and you can, but it's not like you do this. It's like, no, honey, I'm going to like, I'm going to take care of you. You, this is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's very much my dad and I love it. I love his love and his strength. And, but, um, I know having past conversations with my mom, she was kind of sad because she's like, I really liked working though. I wish I, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have just, I wish he would have let me, you know, mm-hmm. and really his perspective is like, I was just trying to, you know, like, I didn't want you to feel like you had to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and we were his girls. And so the same concept applied to his baby girls. And so, yeah, it's hard to step out in fear now and like try hard things because I didn't have to do hard things mm-hmm. or I was allowed to be, to get out of them. Right. I do want to encourage, you know, whether it's any of us or even the listeners that might be resonating with what you're saying, Les, um, I just want to make sure that we know it is never too late to start living a different life. Like, yes, I mean, even just a year ago, I was terrified to use my voice to even even say that I wanted to be a writer. To even say that I like writing music or I like writing, I want to write a book. I was absolutely terrified. Um, And I just started slowly taking steps this last year to share my voice, to share my words, to whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it feels like, wow, I've changed so much in one year, even in my like confidence in a group of people to be able to speak my thoughts. I just, I just wouldn't in a, in like a small group of people, I just wouldn't share what I was thinking. I was too scared. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I just think I love what I am sure that I've already quoted her, (laughs) but I love what Dr. Brene Brown says when she says, uh, to speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. Mm -hmm. And I just think, yeah, it's never too late, regardless of how, you grew up or um, certain life events have shaped, you know, your desire for comfort or your fear. Like it's just never too late to start taking steps. And Leslie, I've even seen you take huge steps of, of courage, even just like recently and this, this past like six months to a year, I feel like you're, you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, girl. You guys, these are all such great thoughts. I love that we were talking about when things go wrong and we have just dissected that and even even talked about how the things that maybe didn't go perfectly as kids and how that affected us into adulthood. And I'm just, I love this conversation. Um, thanks so much for joining us. So every week on the show, we mine for the girlish vigor gold in our life, whether it's in our year, in our week, or in our day. So I'm going to pick on someone. Sarah, what you got for me? Oh, I got something good. 
So yeah. my big sister threw a birthday party for my niece who just turned one, Elena. So I have to like, first of all, give a shout out to my girl because she's the cutest little nugget I've ever seen in my life. So she made this party a tribute to strong women party. And so for this little one-year-old, she actually like covered her entire downstairs, like all the walls with pictures of strong women that she either knows or knows of and a bunch of really cool quotes um, just that, you know, lift women up and um, encourage women to speak their truth and to be strong and to live out their passions and things like that. Um, And it was just the coolest one-year-old birthday party I've ever seen in my life because I love that they're setting the tone for her like that and celebrating her and all the women in her life that come around her to support her. And I just walked into it and was like, this is just the best. That's so awesome. That's amazing. Good job, your sister. I love that. All right, you all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to check us out on all the social media platforms. Well, really just Instagram and Facebook because what is Twitter? Um, (laughs) Guys, nobody nobody laughed. Great. Do you guys have Twitter? No. Okay, great. Anyway, please come hang out with us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Girlish Bigger Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Tell us about what's been going wrong. Tell us about what's been going right. And we will see you next week. Catch you on the flippity flip. The flippity flop. I can be